Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you're all doing well. As promised, this week's episode is an overview on how you can begin to cultivate more self-awareness in order to live a truly enriched life. And there are many reasons why this is such an important topic of discussion, but one in particular is the fact that when you have a good grip on who you are on a deeply intimate level, you begin to participate in life more consciously. And what I mean by this is every decision that you make an action that you take in your life will begin to have more meaning, purpose, and intention behind it. And having a strong sense of personal identity allows you to show up as the highest version of yourself in life instead of being subconsciously guided by your wounds, limiting beliefs, and various life experiences, which unfortunately is the level at which the majority of people are operating from. Now, I'm sure most of you have already noticed, but every single one of the episodes that I have shared with all of you so far had this exact goal of self-discovery in mind, whether the topics involved are limiting beliefs, attachment styles, intuition, relationships, or the overall function of society. They were all created to serve as a point of reference to help each of you understand who you are internally and who you have become based on the external world as well because they are obviously very interconnected. Now, the reason why I have titled today's episode The Layers of Self-Discovery is because there are many entry points at which you can step into this journey. And the entire process of self-awareness involves unraveling one layer at a time. So you can take any one of the topics that we have covered so far and use it as a window into yourself and begin to understand who you are from that particular perspective alone. So with that in mind, what I would like to do for today's episode is give an overview of the various layers of self-discovery and some suggestions on where you can potentially take this journey depending on your personal level of self-awareness. So just as a preemptive, the goal for today is to approach the topic of self-discovery from a bird's eye view so that we can begin to see the whole picture and then continue to build on various points in future episodes. And the reason why I keep referring to it as a journey is because in order to find the truest version of yourself, you need to first remove all the noise and commit to traveling deeper and deeper within yourself. Now, some people get to a point in life where they feel so lost and disconnected that they may move to a different country altogether and dedicate themselves to finding out who they are. But that's not necessary for everyone. In fact, if you want to not only discover who you are, but also ground that knowing into reality, you need to stay dedicated to yourself and your growth while simultaneously facing life. Because as you peel back one layer at a time, life will throw at you all sorts of lessons, people, and experiences to help solidify what you are learning. And the beautiful part about this is that you get to put into action the lessons and discoveries that you have made along the way. So to begin, when we talk about self-discovery, we need to consider the human being as a whole. And for the sake of simplicity, we will take an outside-in approach. So if you look at yourself in the mirror, 
what you will see is your physical body. Now, the physical body is like your home where all the other components of the self reside. So this includes the mind, the soul or the ego, the spirit and the heart, all of which I have covered in previous episodes as well. Now, focusing on the body for a moment, the smallest unit within the human body is a cell. And within each cell is our genetic makeup. So this is the DNA we inherit from each parent. So just with that, you have one entry point of self-discovery in that based on family patterns of disease, personality, and behavior, you have a snapshot of what natural inclinations your body will tend towards. And something really important to keep in mind is that genetics is the starting point of the story and our decisions and actions determine which direction we take that story. So for example, if you have a family history of diabetes, cancer, or heart disease, this doesn't mean that you are guaranteed to end up with these conditions. It means that you are genetically predisposed to these conditions. And they will show up if you follow the same habits and behaviors of certain family members. But if you decide that that's not your story and you take an active approach with your health and recognize what preventative measures you can take, you absolutely can change the script. And the exact same principle applies to family beliefs and traumas in that you can transcend past toxic patterns and ancestral traumas within your family as well, which isn't easy at all because you are shifting a pattern that has been within your family for centuries. So that was just a really quick snapshot into the physical body. Now back to the components of the self. As I mentioned, when you look in the mirror, you see your physical body, but it doesn't just stop there. Most often people look at the, look in the mirror and based on their life experiences, personal beliefs, and subconscious patterns, They see this physical body through various lenses. So this can be through the lens of judgment, self-loathing, victimization, pain, suffering, confidence, um, or even acceptance and so on and so forth. So you can see just with that, how complex the story actually is. And I did mention in episode one, how each component of the self serves a different purpose And for today's topic, we can begin to consider what each of these components of the self requires in order for it to thrive. So the basic requirements of the physical body include air, water, food, and sleep. So the easiest place to start your self-discovery journey is through the lens of the physical body. And this involves an assessment of the foods that you crave or the ones that you have an aversion to, the amount of sleep your body requires, how you nourish your body, and most importantly, how your body speaks to you. And what I mean by this is, are you tuned into your body enough to know when you are about to get sick or when you need to take a break or if you're pushing your body beyond its limits and what forms of exercise work best for you and in particular for females, what phase of your cycle you are in. Now, something that I share with all of my patients is that disease within the body shows up different for each of us based on our unique organ affinity. So some people are prone to digestive issues, others to liver, kidney, heart, or reproductive issues, and others still have a predisposition to migraines, thyroid conditions, uh, blood disorders, or, and so many more conditions, obviously. And every single one of these concerns tells a different physiological story. So if we assess 
the health of the physical body, we can begin to map out the totality of the disharmony that is present. And we can take it one step further and link every condition back to an emotional root cause as well for an added layer of understanding. So to give some examples, people who suffer from digestive concerns tend to be very empathic in nature. And when this goes unrecognized, this group of individuals can tend to suffer from disturbances within the gut because the area around the belly button is the connection point to the rest of the world. It's like the metaphysical umbilical cord that connects us to others. And in this case, these particular individuals may end up subconsciously taking on other people's emotional states and carrying it within. And then the manifestation of that would be disturbances within our digestive system, symbolic of our inability to digest our own pain or the pain and the pain of others. And people that suffer from migraines most often also tend to have cysts within other areas of the body as well. And this can include the ovaries or the skin, because what migraines and cysts have in common emotionally is the need to compartmentalize life. So the body is beginning to manifest your emotional state through physical symptoms. People that suffer from shoulder pain tend to be the ones that are easily impacted by the state of the world. Those suffering from lower back pain tend to also be dealing with a lot of concerns around their financial state. And there are so many more examples of these sorts of emotional and physical body manifestations. But for today, I will just leave it at that. And the reason why I'm pointing this out is because if you are having a difficult time understanding some of your deeply rooted subconscious beliefs, you can start with the physical body and see what your symptoms are trying to communicate with you. And just as an aside, the reason why it's so important to address any underlying disease within the body in order to connect to your physical body more is because if, for instance, you are dealing with dysbiosis or candida overgrowth within the gut, the cravings that you are having aren't you. They are actually the microbes within the gut communicating what they want more of. So it may be a very intense sugar craving or intense irritability with hunger, which are both signs of abnormality within the body. Or if you tend to have severe PMS, it doesn't mean you are completely out of control and that your body is broken. It means your body is using symptoms as a signal to tell you it either needs more of a particular nutrient or there are imbalances that require more focused attention. So this is why I stress the importance of root cause medicine, because it helps to connect us more to ourselves instead of battling with the symptoms and then judging ourselves and hating our body for not cooperating when that's exactly what it's trying to do. But we may be misaligned with the message. So that was a brief overview of the physical body and some ways in which you can begin to understand yourself better through the lens of the body. The next layer of approach on the journey towards self-discovery is the mind. Now, this layer is very complex because it houses both the conscious and subconscious mind, along with our beliefs, the stories that we hold on to, and the internal dialogue we have nearly 24 hours a day. Now, because of the complexity of the mind, many people get trapped within this layer of awareness, thinking themselves into sickness, limitations, and suffering with an inability to recognize that their thoughts don't control them and should not be the sole guiding force within their lives. And I've mentioned this before, but our minds are limited to what we have learned up until this point of our existence. 
And it, this is especially important if we haven't taken adequate steps to learn how to filter our thoughts and expand our level of consciousness and understanding of the world, because then it begins to serve as a broken tool if that's all we are relying on. So to begin to understand yourself from the layer of the mind requires a very honest and sincere assessment of your thoughts. So this includes what you think about most often, what you daydream about, what your habitual patterns are, how you judge others, and most importantly, the meaning that you give to everything in life. Because all of these questions are insights into yourself. And the way that you view the world and others is a stepping stone towards your personal discovery as well. And I did cover similar concepts in my episodes on limiting beliefs and the shadow. So you can definitely revisit those topics as well. Now through the layer of the mind, you can begin to connect the dots between your reoccurring thought patterns and your deepest desires and or wounds, which often stem from our childhood. And something to be aware of is that the mind is constantly trying to problem solve for the purpose of survival. But the issue is if our wounds remain unidentified, we are stuck on this hamster wheel of broken thought patterns without resolution or the ability to move forward. So this is why it's very important to dig deeper and deeper beneath the thoughts themselves as you progress through the, the whole journey of self-discovery. And I think this is also a great time to discuss one of the main goals of meditation in that meditation wasn't intended to shut off the mind. In fact, it's actually a tool to help you better understand your mind because just like self-awareness, meditation is a journey and not a destination. And the true purpose of meditation is to connect you to the depths of your inner self by allowing you to become a conscious observer of your thoughts without judgment. So when you first start to meditate, your mind will begin to race with various thoughts about what you need to do after your meditation is done, what you want to eat, the most pressing issues in your life. And if you were to watch these thoughts like clouds floating by instead of getting immersed in them, you can begin to understand yourself more in terms of recognizing what occupies your headspace on a day-to-day -day basis. And once you can separate yourself from your thoughts, you can lean more and more into your inner self and see what messages lie beneath the surface of the mind. So really meditation is an invitation to listen and a tool to help you lean into the messages of your heart and soul. And once you have a good handle on the repetitive thoughts and beliefs that you hold onto, you can lean further and further into each one to see where it stems from and who in fact is speaking. Is it the voice of fear? Is it the voice of ego, your parents, your limitations, or your higher self? Now, the next layer of approach would be your heart and soul. And the reason why I have placed them together is because the heart is the window into the soul. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, through the purity of the heart, we can establish purity or ascension of the soul. So if the previous layer was all about mindfulness, this layer is all about heartfulness. And in fact, this is the deepest layer and the one that most people find very, very challenging to access, especially if they have lived a life that has disconnected them from their highest purpose, um, from the highest purpose of their soul. And I've touched uh, based on this idea in my episodes on the heart, the ego and intuition as well. So to understand yourself more, you can begin to ask 
how your intuition speaks to you. Is it through a gut feeling? Is it a full body sensation? Is it a tingling sensation on your skin? Or even a feeling of calm that runs throughout your entire body? And I bring this up because in our world today, we aren't taught to connect to our intuition. So this is the first level of separation from the self that most people experience. And as a result, they begin to seek answers outside of themselves through astrology, psychics, tarot readings, or even uh, friends and family, where some people are always waiting for someone else to tell them who they are instead of learning to uncover their essence by dedicating themselves to healing and growth. Which honestly is, it's not an easy task. It's actually very challenging to dive into a journey of self-awareness at this level because with every new discovery, there is a potential for revisiting old wounds in order to understand and heal that aspect of yourself. And I think this is why many people are actually afraid to go the full depth of this journey because you may have to sit with some of the most painful experiences of your life that you have, you never intended to revisit. And learning about yourself doesn't mean battle with the past or your emotions. If you have made peace with your past, the next step is acceptance of the painful experiences and the understanding that those experiences are chapters within your life story, but they aren't the main character. You are the main character and there is nothing in this world that has the power to change who you are at your core. So to understand your soul, you need to pay attention to what you are naturally drawn towards what drains your energy and what fuels you. And it's ironic because most people know exactly what type type and grade of gas to put in their cars, but they don't often reflect on what they themselves need for sustenance. And further to this point, a stepping stone towards understanding your heart more is by asking yourself what emotions you express with ease and which ones you struggle to express what fills your heart with peace and joy, and what causes your heart space to close up and experience pain or resentment. Now, what we have covered so far is just the backbone in that we are born into this life with a physical body, mind, and soul that are still developing. And what spices things up is that these components are heavily influenced by the environment in which we are raised, our parents, extended family, friends, or even the absence of these relationships the society in which we are raised, the beliefs and traditions that we are exposed to, and most importantly, our interpretation of all of these events that were taking place based on our unique personality. And an example of how your personality may shift the perspective that you have on a particular event is the different ways in which you and your siblings interpreted the exact same family event. So whether it was a separation between parents, an absent parent figure, chaos, the type of love that was present within the family, and obviously thousands of other factors, um, each child would technically interpret the family dynamic from the lens and perspective that they view it through. So let's say your family goes through some form of separation or loss. And as a result, one child may feel abandoned, another may feel rejected, another may feel betrayed. And each of these core wounds has its own survival mechanism, which can show up as being either withdrawn, dependent, or having a strong need for control in your adolescence or adult age. So now that we've covered the various components and influencing factors that contribute to who we are, What I would like to do next is provide all of you with a list of various lenses by which you can begin to understand yourself better, because depending on which lens of life you look through, you may see an entirely different person. 
And depending on which of these perspectives you look through most often, you will begin to believe that that is the real you. So you can look at yourself through the lens of your career in terms of your personal identity when you are at work, around your colleagues, and who you show up as in that particular setting. You can also view yourself through the lens of your family dynamic in terms of what role you show up in within your family unit, um, maybe for your parents, your siblings, and your extended family, the version of you when you are around your friends, the version of you that shows up around animals, children, or the elderly, your sense of identity based on your physical possessions. So this includes your home, your car, and everything else that you have collected over time. The version of you that is reflected back to you in every dynamic that you encounter. And I did talk about um, this a little bit in my episode on patterns and that repeated themes within our lives in terms of the people and situations that we draw in um, can be a very direct reflection of our internal state and beliefs. You can also begin to view yourself through the lens of your high, the highest version of yourself because you do have access to it. You just need to learn to tap into it through expanding your consciousness and removing the layers of trauma, social conditioning, and barriers that you have built around your true identity as a means for survival. You can also begin to view yourself through the lens of your values in terms of what you value most in various relationships, how you give and receive love, and the ease at which you receive love as well. What qualities make you feel valued and seen? Is it a sense of being supported by others, a sense of security? Do you like to feel understood or heard? And then the reason why I say layers is because once you answer one question, you can dig a little bit more beneath the surface by asking why are these things important to you in the first place. And continuing on this uh, point on values, you can begin to ask yourself what is most important to you in life and what do you give meaning to? Another really great lens to view yourself through is through the lens of evolution in terms of what you were like as a child and how you've evolved over time. So you can do a back and forth assessment in terms of what your insecurities were versus now, what your personal beliefs were versus now, what your self dialogue used to look like and what it looks like today. And further to this point, you can begin to rank your needs and how you nurture yourself as these needs come up. And a really positive perspective on this whole idea of personal evolution is to begin to view yourself through the lens of your greatest attributes, what you're naturally drawn towards, what you're naturally skilled at as well. And the final perspective that I want to cover with you guys today is viewing yourself through the lens of survival and protection. So how do you protect yourself and your inner wounds based on the traumas and experiences that you have gone through in life? Now, going back to a comment that I made at the beginning of this episode in calling the process of self-discovery a journey, the reason why it's important to keep this in mind is that when you have a growth mindset and spirit, you will forever be learning more and more about yourself because depending on what stage of your life you are in, your needs and desires may continue to change and you may begin to appreciate different things and forms of self-expression. And if you're focused on growth, then the self-discovery journey will be a lifelong journey because you will constantly be adapting to new circumstances and new versions of yourself will bloom so that you can begin to learn more about your resilience, your commitment to self and your adaptability. 
And once you begin to tap into your innermost state of consciousness and ground your true identity, there isn't much that can disrupt your flow. Because throughout life, you may be triggered by various experiences, but you will always have an understanding of the why behind your emotions and the how for returning yourself back to wholeness. And once you ground this awareness of self, it will be much easier to stay grounded in your beliefs so that you aren't easily swayed by the opinions of others and that you aren't allowing others to mold you into a version of themselves because you are anchored in your own being. Now, normally at this point of the episode, we would jump into our episode prompts, but I feel like I've given all of you a lot to think about in terms of various perspectives and avenues in which you can begin to step into this journey of self-discovery. So feel free to revisit even just this last portion of today's episode in terms of the various lenses that you can view yourself through and sit with each one for as long as you need and see what naturally comes up for you. And most importantly, try to observe the feelings, emotional states, thoughts that are coming up without judgment so that you can begin to understand yourself more instead of battling with whatever it is that's coming up for you. And absolutely reach out to a professional or someone that you trust if you feel like you need some extra support in terms of sifting through your thought process or having someone create a safe enough space for you to dive deeper and deeper into your full potential and help mediate through some of the things that may come up for you. And as always, I hope that all of you who are listening today really resonated with today's topic. If you have a family or friends that you feel like may also benefit from what we discussed today, feel free to share today's episode with them as well. And I wish you guys a beautiful rest of your week until we connect again in a future episode.